and the bushes rustled and out from the bushes came this turkey vulture, this mm. giant bird, mm. huge wingspan. And this turkey vulture took off and starts flying down this ravine, really low actually. And this is a very steep ravine and it's coming down along the ground. And I'm like, it better get up, it better get up. And it's heading right toward me. And I'm like, it better, it better swoop up, it better swoop up. Welcome. You're in the wrong place at the right time. I'm Brad Hicks with Dan Zasvorka. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> We're on. Hey, Dan. Hey, Brad. A little bit of a foggy, gloomy morning. Yeah, it's been raining all week. The grass and the flowers and the vegetables love it. Yeah. And I love it, too, but I think it gets most people kind of down. Yeah. We're used to a lot of sunshine in Colorado. And so when it's cloudy for a week or five days or something, it's it can be a little depressing for people. Yeah. Um, you had some amazing stories that you shared last week. I'm not sure if you got to finish the theme, but what uh, what's on your mind this week? What are some things that are stirring up by way of stories that you have to tell us? Well, um, I'm, this is, might be a hodgepodge week, if even anybody ever even uses that word anymore. Um <laughs> But since this morning, you and I were talking about a dream that you had, Brad, and that was interesting. Maybe the theme today could be dreams and dreams and visions. And I don't know exactly. I think I have a story that I'd like to start out with. But from there, maybe we can through questions and we'll see what happens. I love it. Yeah, we have been... uh... You and I have been on that theme this morning, so maybe it's a good time to hear your stories about that. Okay, yeah, we can uh, see what happens with the. Uh, we'll do it like like a river meandering back and forth. See see what stories come up. See where the flow takes us. Yeah, I, I and I I don't know why I entitled this as a vision, the first story, but it, to me it's it 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 affected me quite profoundly, and so even though I don't know, most people wouldn't call it a vision. I'll just share this story that uh, happened to me. We used to live in San Francisco and uh, one spring, Kelly and my wife and I, Kelly and I went down the coast a little ways, drove down the coast a little ways to a a spot where you could look out over the ocean and, we were going to go watch the sunset uh, over the ocean. There's kind of some bluffs with some fields. And uh, so we drove down there, got it, hiked into this spot where there was a rock to sit on. And we went in and um, noticed that the ground was covered with all these tiny little blue flowers. And I don't even know what the name of them is. But there were thousands, if not millions, 
uh, in this field of these little blue flowers. And they were all, uh, you know, soaking in the sun. All of them were turned facing the sun. Mm -hmm. And so I, I didn't really notice it much when we walked in. I just thought, wow, look at all these flowers. Kelly's like, yeah, it's pretty. And we sat down and then we watched the sunset and the sun went at slowly down and we enjoyed all the different colors as it goes down and it went into the ocean. And about 10, we waited about 10 minutes after sunset and then like, ah, oh, let's head back. And we stood up to go back. And then I noticed the flowers and the strange, this was the strangest thing for me because all of those flowers that 10 minutes earlier were pointing toward the sun, every single one of those millions of little blue flowers mm -hmm. had turned in the 10 minutes, had turned around and were facing the opposite direction. And I was, I looked at them, I'm like, Kelly, look at this. I was blown away because I'm like, what, what, I've never seen this before. And they were all prepared for the sun to come up the next day. And it was like in my spirit, it was like God was saying, this is what you're supposed to be like. That when the, when the good times and the sun and, the, and, and all of the warmth of that leaves your life, when you're preparing for darkness, you need to be facing towards where the sun's going to come up next. You need to be not just saying, oh, my God, where did the sun go? We don't know what to do. And still looking at in that direction. All of these flowers knew, these little simple creatures knew, hey, we're going to be ready. Yeah. When that sun peeks yeah. up over the rim in the morning, we're going to be the first ones oh. to soak it in and be ready for it. That's a picture. Ah, oh, it was such a picture of but, hope. But, but a certain hope, a hope and certainty that it's... Well, they're facing that way all through the darkness, all night long, whatever it is, eight, nine, ten hours of darkness. They're ready. And it was profound for me because... It's always stuck with me that that's, that's really how I should be, that I can take a lesson from these flowers that I should be facing toward with hope, toward where the light is coming from. And, you know, in, and in some sense, Brad, in the long run, as, as Christians, our hope is that Jesus will come back and that the new Jerusalem will come down from heaven and that we will be people that inhabit this, this city from heaven that is on earth. Mm -hmm. And that's where we should have our gaze yeah. as we live, you know, far out to the future of where our hope is coming from. And so that was a fantastic uh, experience for me. <laughs> just, just an accidental noticing of a few not a few of a bunch of flowers. And so that was yeah, profound. Uh, yeah, that's a great story. That's uh, yeah, it's a beautiful image of hope. And um, uh, yeah, the word certainty comes to mind too. It's mm -hmm. it's, it's, they've experienced it so many times before that there's no doubt that that's where their hope lies. Yeah. And, yeah. And ours, and ours too. Yeah. And for me, a lot of these situations of, in the wrong place at the right time takes a certain amount of, of 
of hope and perspective like hey something good can come out of this because if you're in the middle of that situation like for me in the middle of with hanging out with Janice and her having an addiction to crack and and thinking ah there's no not looking at that hopefully it's just a depressing relationship Mm -hmm. but if there's actually hope um and I think a lot of times I get stuck looking looking at myself. I remember one time I drove out to the desert in uh, in San Diego over the mountains. There's the Anza Borrego Desert, which I love the desert. It's my favorite place. Um, and I was out there and I was really struggling, uh, praying and asking God to show me something good and I was walking back forth and I had driven a truck out there and I full uh, had the tailgate down and I had a, I had brought a candle, I think. And I, I had a candle sitting on the tailgate and I lit it and it was dark and I was walking back and forth with my back to the candle and just saying, God, I don't know what you're doing. This is crazy. Back and forth, back and forth. And just kind of looking, watching my shadow that the candle was making uh, a shadow of my body on the ground. And, and then it was, I, and, and it's hard to talk about what you feel like God speaking to you because it's, I hate it when people are so absolute. This is, that was just God. And God said this and God said that. And I used to be that way, but now the older I get, the less I want to talk about it like that. I, but I, I had this sense, this voice in my head that said to me, Dan, why are you complaining so much? Why are you constantly looking at yourself? Look at, look at, look at how you are now. Your, your back is to the candle and you're facing towards your shadow and you're watching your shadow. What do you think you're going to gain by watching your own shadow? <laughs> mm-hmm. You're not going to gain anything. Turn around. Turn around, Dan, and look at the light. And I felt like, and for me, that was God speaking to me. But it was it was like snapping me out of this morose, mm-hmm. depressive way of looking at my life and saying, hey, look toward what's actually important, toward the light. Yeah. You know, and... Yeah, I know, uh, you know, you and I have been, we've called ourselves Christians for a long, long time, you know, 40 plus years. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's so much different the longer you we, we stay in that relationship with God. You know, when we're, when we're younger, uh, you know, tragedy and hardship and difficult things that happen, you just don't have as much hope because you haven't haven't had as much experience with how you've you've gotten through that. Mm-hmm. And you know, to us, you know, we believe that we believe that God had a hand in getting us through. You know, yeah. every every time. And but the older we get, it's like there really is a place where you just don't worry as much about it. You you just don't. You know that it's going to be okay in some way because, like those flowers. It's been proven to them and proven to us over and over again that this hardship is not forever. Mm-hmm. And it's usually for a good reason. You know, it's usually for it produces something good. Yeah, the sun, they know the sun comes up. 
Yeah. And yeah. they can depend on that. And I think for me, I've seen the sun come up in places that I did not expect it to come up. Yeah. I did not think uh, that good things could happen in many of the situations that I found myself in and, and the sun comes up. Well, speaking of vision, that so those are kind of visions, a few. Uh, mm-hmm. But I also am a person that has dreams. And we talked about your dream. Um, yours is a <laughs> nightmare. That's And I've had my share of nightmares. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, I... I have an issue. Uh, I have. I, I don't know what even to call it. Uh, I've had for a lot of my life uh, a sleep disorder uh, that a doctor told me back a ways was uh, double REM sleep and REM sleep. Yep. So REM double REM sleep. Um, Everybody has one time in the night, usually later in the night from maybe like two or three on where their body is is paralyzed and you have that's your dream time. That's your REM sleep where your rapid eye movement is going on and you're dreaming, but you're laying there and not moving. Um, But when uh, someone has double REM sleep, that means you have a you have another time of REM sleep where your body's not turned off yet. (laughs) And so you could actually, you actually act out and it's not the same as sleepwalking, which is another kind of disorder, but REM sleep, uh, double REM sleep, you actually remember these dreams uh, and, and you, you see partially what is true and you see partially what is the dream. And it's hard to distinguish between the two. And so I've had many dreams where I've acted these things out, um, some of them very harmful <laughs> situations, um, and others just quite funny, uh, funny dreams that I've had. Um, I shared some of these with you, Brad, I think. But one, I, at one time I was out in the desert uh, camping with my brother i think it was my brother and my sister and we were sleeping in the tent and i was having this dream that a tarantula was climbing on my brother's head and so i sit up and i'm actually sitting up i sit up in the dream i see the tarantula and so i wake my brother up calmly dean dean wake up and he he kind of groggily wakes up i say dean I want you to sit up very slowly. So he sits up very slowly and I still see the tarantula. I said, and I said, there's a tarantula on your head. So when I count to three, I want you to just start brushing your, hitting your head, hit that thing off your head. So I go one, two, three. And he just starts going at his head, just (laughs) slapping this thing off his head. Well, at that point, as usually happens to me with uh, this double REM sleep, it, I realized this was a dream, that, that the tarantula wasn't real, but we're both sitting up and he's so serious about looking around for where'd this tarantula go? And so I say, to, I, I say oh, ne- never mind, Dean. 
It's just a dream. But you're <laughs> was, looking him in the I'm looking him in the face and he's looking at me and we're having this conversation and I'm like and I and that and I and I wake up and basically and say, Oh yeah, this isn't a dream, but I remember the whole thing. And he's like, Oh daddy, I can't believe you you're out. <laughs> and he lays back down. Just go to sleep. Yeah, oh my goodness, you know. And, <laughs> so that was actually quite comical. He's uh, yeah, I still, it's funny because even though it was a dream, I could still see him slapping his head <laughs> very seriously, man. He was so serious, like, I don't want to get bent by this thing. And this is called Double REM Sleep. sleep. Yeah. Do you have any more Double REM Sleep stories? I'll have a, I have a hundred <laughs> of them, but um, I actually have had experiences where I – am running away from something. I, I think one time I was running to get out of the way of something. And the in my sleep, the wall that was in my bedroom was not there. Um, I was, it was wide open so I could run away. And I ran full speed into the wall and my knee went through the the sheetrock of the wall. What? The sheetrock? Yep, and it put a huge hole in the wall. I mean, I just slammed into that wall because I was hollering. <laughs> and, I would think that your knee would go before the... Yeah, my knee in the morning, my knee was bright, was red and wow. really hurt, and there was a big hole in the wall. And I remembered uh, that I was getting out of the way of something. And th there was a while there, Brad, where... I. I thought I needed, I was going to need to tie myself in wow, bed at night. Serious. It, yeah. Uh, yeah, I had one dream where I, some uh, a robber was in, coming into our house and was attacking Kelly. Uh, but I was trying to get the robber off of Kelly, my, my wife, but there was no robber. So it was actually me that was hitting my wife and and trying to get this but i wasn't meaning to hit her but it was very scary for her mm. and and she was no dan no dan and she was saying you know stop it dan stop it and and i was hearing in my dream stop him stop him wow. and so i was trying to do this and then um my kids my two daughters were really little and they were in the next room and they heard this commotion and they, so they started crying. And as they started crying in my dream, the robber had gotten down and gone into their room. And luckily in that dream, I was on my way to their room to get this robber, but I woke up on my way to their room and realized that this was one of those dreams. And I'm so glad because I don't know what would have happened in yeah. my kids' room. Would have certainly scared them to death. But uh, but that night, I had in the middle of the night, I had to call a friend to come over, and I remember standing out on the lawn and telling this friend, "This is at Ronald Court, so they live next door," and just saying, "I don't know what to do. I can't go back to sleep. I don't want to go back to sleep. I, I, I it was wow. very scary." And even, even being afraid to go to sleep. And yeah. so for a couple nights, I actually wouldn't go to sleep because I just didn't know what was going to happen. And uh, I had like, I'm, I'm telling Kelly, I'm going to have to tie myself in bed. And I went to the doctor and that's when I discovered I had double REM sleep. And mm -hmm. 
he gave me these tranquilizers that are supposed to paralyze my body. And I never really ended up taking those because I'm like, how can I, I don't want to be tranquilized. And, uh, and that was actually ended up being the worst uh, dream that I've had as far as having Kelly being involved. Um, actually, it's ended up to where for uh, a good part of my life, probably for the last 20 years, I've had to sleep in a room by myself because I have these dreams and you never know what's going to happen. Um, yeah. You know, I one time we were camping and we were in this camper and I was sleeping up on the loft over the cab and I had a dream where a train was coming and the train car, there was a box car and the door was open in the box car and it was open on the other side. So you could see all the way through and the train was going by real slowly. And then the train started leaning and it was falling on me. It was falling towards me. And so I had to dive to get into the middle of those doors. I wanted to get, stand like right in the middle as the train fell over me so I wouldn't get crushed. <laughs> Like that old, there's like, a, I think an old Buster Keaton thing where a sign falls down. He's standing in the right place. And so I dove off the top of the uh, the loft. And for some reason, I in the dream, I, was, I didn't have to put my hands out. So I didn't put my hands out in the actuality. And I landed right in the, on the floor, which is barely between a table and some things in a camper. It's so tight. I mean, I just missed the table with my head and I hit, I landed on my head. Now, did you, did you fall or did you jump? I jumped. You jumped. Yeah. yeah. And I landed on my head in the middle of the floor. Um, Again, waking my family up and everybody's (laughs) like, what's going on? And I'm bleeding because I totally skinned Mm -hmm. my, my forehead, big old thing, but actually quite lucky that I didn't hit the the table because I probably would have, uh, it been a lot hurt more than I was. Yeah. So these dreams, they're crazy. <laughs> they're dangerous sometimes, but most of the times they're funny. Like, you know, yeah. Oh, have you ever had any unexplainable dreams that felt really spiritual in nature that, that, um, you can recall? Yeah. I, I think, uh, I've had my share of, of night, nightmares or dreams that I feel like have a different character than other dreams. Maybe even like premonition kind of dreams or you're not um, even sure. I don't think I've had any premonition dreams. I'm trying to think if I have. Um, I had this weird set of dreams. I don't, this is unexplainable, but it's just so weird to me that one, the first night I was dreaming and I was usually I'm in my dreams. I I'm on an adventure. I'm moving somewhere, going, boating, crossing whatever, forests or through a city. But it's always kind of adventure, um, not like real life. But maybe it is like real life after you listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh! Anyway, and so in the first night, I had this dream, and I'm gone my adventure. And I look down and there's a dime just on the street. And I'm it's no it's not a big part of my dream. I just notice this dime. And I'm going by and I say, Oh, there's a dime. And I go on with my dream. 
Well, the next night I have another dream, completely different. And I'm I'm riding a bike somewhere and I look at this table and I see a dime. I see this dime and I think, oh, I've seen that dime before. And it was in the second night uh, of the dream, another dime. Third night, I have another completely different dream where, and this dime shows up. Mm. And it was the weirdest thing for me that three nights in a row, this dime is showing up in my dream. And, and you I'm, never pick it up. And, and I never pick it up. And I'm trying to think after the three nights, I'm trying to think, what does this mean? This got to mean something. This is so strange that it, that, that a dime is showing up in my dreams, but it didn't come back the fourth night. And I, I was actually never really able to figure it out, but it was a very strange set of, of dreams for me. But back to your question of these dreams that are, are strange or have this sense of premonition or evil, I do remember one dream uh, where I was, uh, I was actually living in Nevada. I was a pastor at the time. And because of my dreams, I was sleeping in a loft. Kelly slept in the bedroom. I slept in this loft that I had built in, in our house. Uh, and you climb up a ladder. And then it's got the loft. Had, you could barely sit up in it where your head would almost hit the ceiling. It was up high. And I was dreaming. And this, I just can only explain it as this evil presence was around me moving and I was and I felt this very it was a very different kind of dream kind of like what you were talking about this morning Brad and this evil presence and I'm like oh this is not good and so I looked around for it and I see this this thing this creature and as I look at it it shoots up in the air like a, like a superhero it can fly it just shoots straight up and I'm like okay where did it go? Where did it go? And I look up in my dream and I see it shoot up way in the sky and then turn around and start beelining straight down toward me like it's going to attack me. And I'm like, oh, no, here it comes. And it's coming full speed down. And so I throw my hands up and I, I say something like, yeah, in the name of Jesus, mm -hmm. be gone or something. And, and, and it, right as it came to me and, and it disappeared. But what I had done in the night was I had sat up and I had thrown my hands into the ceiling full speed. And my wrists hurt so bad in the morning because I had just crammed my hands up into the ceiling, which was right there. And so uh, I was in pain with my, with my hands for a couple of days. <laughs> that, uh, but it was one of those weird kind of weird evil dreams yeah, yeah. But, but so real these dreams are so real so real i've had and i've had i had another one where i was single before i was married i lived in a, this old condemned house <laughs> yeah, this is a, a great story in itself this old condemned house with 10 other guys it was this it was a great like house and we we all uh, the the owner of the house said i'm going to tear it down in eight months and you can live there and I'll charge you very little rent cause it's trashed and all, you can live there for eight months, you know? And so we all paid like 25, 50 bucks and we had, and we got a pool table we had in there and we had, we all lived in this house together. 
And so I was rooming with this one guy, Jay, and, uh, oh, but we had so much fun in that house because we would wrestle and just throw each other against the wall. And if we pushed, if we threw you through the sheetrock, no big deal. Cause it's going to be torn down. And one guy had these swords actually, and we'd have these, or these sword fights and there were, the, you know, the in, interior doors are kind of hollow core. And so you'd have a sword fight and you'd be going and you'd run into another room and you'd throw the door shut. And before you knew it, the sword was coming right through the, <laughs> the door into the other room. You had to watch out. So we would just, anyway, this house was uh, amazing. We trashed it pretty badly before we moved out. But I had a dream in that house because I was rooming with Jay. And one night I, I, I have, I've had migraines for most of my life. And so I had a migraine and I went to bed early and I was in bed and sleeping and it wasn't long. Maybe everybody else was still up. It was probably nine or 10 and I was already having a dream. And I had this dream that Jay walked into the room well, he actually didn't walk into the room, but I had a dream that he walked into the room and I was looking at the door and he came in and then he immediately turned into this giant black snake. Oh, no. And I'm like, and so I'm like, oh no. And I had to, I knew the snake was coming for me. So I had to get out of the way. So I basically in this dream ended up tearing apart the room. I turned my bed over. I pushed the dresser over i i was demolishing this room to get away from this snake and i'd be like snake snake and so these guys they hear noise they're like what's going on and they rush into the room and they say see me going snake snake just ripping the room apart but jay was not in the room jay is not but he saw he came in and he's like what's going on wake up wake up what are you doing what are you doing and they laughed so hard for me it was terrifying but for them they were like they did not let that go every you know so often they go snake 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 you know to razz me but uh man that's that's quite a sleep disorder for sure it is and it's not too bad anymore uh i will have i i I manage it better in in a weird way i i realize what what's happening quicker than i used to um and i will have a dream in my room but i will not get very far before i'm able to tell myself that this is actually a dream Uh, and so i've kind of learn to manage it in my older age mm-hmm. but man when i was young there was but you still have the uh the uh double rim sleep mm-hmm. problem but you'll yeah well you'll kind of catch it and realize it's a dream yeah and for me it, it it's it's more now i wouldn't even describe it as double rim sleep i just realized that my personality and who i am that now I would just describe myself as a dreamer. I'm just dreaming a lot of the time. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember a lot of your dreams? I remember lots and lots of yeah. my dreams. Yeah. And every night when I you wake up, I mean, yeah. 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 And or in the middle of the night, I wake up quite a, a bit in the middle of the night. And I dream, I start dreaming from five minutes after I go to sleep till till I wake up. Till you wake up, yeah. And so I'm, I, I, I have 
a full-on dream life and I'll wake up and it's 10, 11 o'clock and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just been an hour. I've only been <laughs> sleep for a couple hours and it feels like I've gone the whole night. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I'm just a dreamer and it's not, uh, and maybe that's enables me also to somewhat be sensitive to what I would call visions of when I'm awake, there's this sense of the boundaries of the world aren't always the boundaries of the world. We think that we're in a kind of finite closed universe, but for me, I think a lot of times it's a lot more open. Um, weird things happen to me and I can't explain them. And I, I hear voices in my, <laughs> Oh no, I shouldn't go that direction, <laughs> but I feel like God speaks to me at the same time as these things happen and um, take it for whatever you want out there in podcast land. But for me, it's, it's spiritual connection with mm -hmm. what's going on behind the curtain, I think sometimes, mm -hmm. but then there's other times where I, something really strange will happen and I have no clue what it means. For example, let me, tell you, I don't know if I've shared this story yet in the podcast. I'll have to edit it out if I have, but <laughs> one time I was hiking up in Nevada. There's these mountains called the Ruby Mountains, gorgeous mountains. And I would go and hike by myself in, in those mountains up these steep ravines. Uh, and sometimes I would be praying. Uh, I think this time I went hiking and I was praying about what to, to, to say for my sermon that Sunday. And I, I didn't know what to share with the congregation. And I was praying for that. And I'm hiking up this ravine, very steep. And it's, it's very, it's a little chilly. The night before I had frozen little puddles on rocks and made ice, formed ice on those puddles. And I'm hiking from rock to rock. And I get up on top of this big rock. And I'm looking around. It's beautiful. And there's some bushes up the ravine, probably 50 feet away, maybe 100 feet away. And I hear this rustling noise. And, and I see this black flash a little bit. And I'm like, oh, no, it's a bear or something. I didn't, I didn't see a bear in those mountains. But, oh, no, a bear, because it was kind of, it was loud. And the bushes rustled. And out from the bushes came this turkey vulture this mm. giant bird mm. huge wingspan and this turkey vulture took off and starts flying down this ravine really low actually and this is a very steep ravine and it's coming down along the ground and i'm like it better get up it better <laughs> get up and it's heading right toward me and i'm like it better it better swoop up it better swoop up and it keeps coming right toward me and it barrels right into the rock that I'm standing on, right under my feet. Bam, hits the rock and falls on the ground. What? And I'm like, and it's laying there. And I'm like, it's dead. Are you sure this wasn't one of your rim, <laughs> double rims? It's like a, it's like <laughs> double a rim sleep. It's a very weird experience, right? And so I'm thinking, okay, God, what are you trying to say? What's this? What does this mean? What am I supposed to preach on? I was. It, and I got down, uh, I stepped down off the rock and I'm looking at this turkey vulture and it's just laying there in a ball and its eyes are open, but it's, I'm like, it's dead. 
it's totally dead. And, and I'm touching it. I'm like, I've never been this close to the, you know, they have that bald, weird bald yeah. head. Yeah. And Is it like a wrinkly, wrinkly bald head? Wrinkly yeah. bald head yeah. and huge, huge wingspan. But yeah. the wings had, in it was laying on the ground. And, uh, and I'm trying to figure out what does this mean? And I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, and I, to this day, I, I have no idea what it meant. And I spent, I spent like 10 minutes looking at it. And then all of a sudden it starts blinking its eyes and I'm like, Oh, just got knocked out mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. and blinking its eyes. And then it, it stands up, gets up on its legs, but it doesn't go anywhere because it's totally dazed. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm like three feet from it and it's blinking its eye and it's standing right in front of me. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And it just stands there. And so finally I'm like, I, I'm, I'm going to continue hiking cause I don't, and I don't want to scare it. So I go continue up the ravine. And when I come back down on my hike, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. And it probably flew off and it has quite a story to tell his buds. Later I realized why some of this happened because in our, in Nevada, in that area, there's all these big, uh, cottonwood trees and in the mornings when i would drive to work or ride my bike in the mornings all of these turkey vultures have their stand on a branch they have their wings spread completely out facing the sun in the cottonwood in the cottonwood the early morning they're warming up themselves they're warming up their wings they're facing the sun it's this is a weird connection with the flower story that we started with, but they're facing the sun. And I realize that unless they warm up their wings, they can't fly. Mm. That somehow the heat, and I'm sure this is a scientific uh, fact, that somehow the heat warming their feathers enables it to get, enables them to get the lift on their wings in order to soar because these these are birds that soar and they circle and they catch these drafts and they go way up high to look for uh, dead animals or something to eat and i realized that i startled this bird it was early in the morning it was cold he didn't have time to hold his wings out to the sun and he was scared and he was like i'm getting out of here but he couldn't get the lift Mm -hmm. that he needed so he just barreled down his full speed and <laughs> crammed himself right into this rock. It, it was such a... The rock that you were on. The wow. rock that I was standing on. And I'm like, okay, what are you saying, God? That I'm, <laughs> I'm going the wrong direction. I'm going to barrel into something big. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had no clue. And, and oftentimes I, I do understand what's, what I think is being said. But uh, this time... It was just one of those weird events <laughs> that <Yeah>. just happened. <laughs> wrong, wrong place at the at, at right time for me to see a turkey vulture, but the wrong place for him. That's for sure. <laughs> to have some dumb human hiking up a weird <laughs> ravine that no one ever comes up. So, <laughs> well, these are great stories, Dan. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a good time to. Yeah. Do you have other? I have other... a million, but I don't. That's a good time to knock it off. Yeah. That was a meandering, wild bunch of visions and dreams. Well, from the from the 
beautiful blue flowers and their hope in facing the sun mm -hmm. to the turkey vulture. That also needs the sun. That, that needed to face the sun, yeah. but you scared him to death and <laughs> practically killed him. So, yeah. so uh, <laughs> look what happened to him when he looked to the sun. <laughs> uh, he wasn't looking to the sun. He was looking. <laughs> he was in the dark, and he got scared. So when you're in the dark, whether it's dreams or visions, turn around and face the light. Stay pointed at the sun. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cue the music.